You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for December 26th, 2021, the first Sunday after Christmas. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. It's based on John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Well, the annual Christmas pageant, which was extra special this year, never fails to spark in us the glow, the warm glow of childlike faith recounting as it does Luke's earthy version of the sweet obscurity of the birth of Jesus, surrounded by sheep and shepherds. But today, we hear the story told differently by the writer of John's Gospel, who talks about the eternal Word of God made flesh and coming to live among us. This Christmas story wants to launch our childhood imaginations into a grown-up faith and rocket us from the ancient watercolor images of a babe lying in a manger into the dazzling light and mystery of our spiritual cosmos. In an instance of uncanny synchronicity this very weekend, humanity is venturing into the physical cosmos to an extent we have never done before. Maybe along with some of you over the past week, when I wasn't tending to Christmas preparations, I became transfixed by news stories about the launch of the James Webb Space Telescope, an ultra-fragile $10 billion, seven-ton experiment, 30 years in the making. An Ariane 5 rocket launched the telescope into space from French Guiana early in the morning yesterday, Christmas Day, after years of harrowing delays that had scientists practically going into orbit themselves with anxiety. The success of the telescope's delivery to its destination, almost a million miles from the Earth in the opposite direction of the Sun, will be a paradigm-shifting milestone in the field of space exploration. According to NASA's website, the telescope will study every phase of cosmic history from within our solar system to the most distant observable galaxies in the early universe. A major part of the Webb spacecraft's mission is to seek out the universe's oldest light, the infrared rays that would be the earliest light emitted from the Big Bang. For this reason, the Webb telescope was originally dubbed the first light machine. On a morning when our attention is turned to the eternal light of God coming into the world, in the flesh, to make a home among us and within us, Could we ask for a better metaphor than the first light machine? A Christmas launch of humanity's most ambitious quest for our cosmic origins has poetic overtones that cannot be overstated from the pulpit when our Christmas one gospel text is the prologue to John. Its opening words, in the beginning, are an obvious echo of the first words of Genesis, in the beginning. When the darkness hovered over the earth, God said, let there be light. John's gospel continues, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. It's from this same writer of the gospel of John who crafted three letters to the early church and also the revelation to John where we get the evocative phrase, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end as well as the most succinct summary of why we are all here in the first place, those three words, God is love. What Dante called 
the love that moved the sun and all the other stars, is the love at the heart of the incarnation, the spiritual origin stories, story of Christians everywhere. It is the same love that compels God to hurl us into being and to come in human form to make a home with us and to show us endless ways and means in which we, in turn, can make our home with God. And in what are perhaps St. Augustine's most famous words, our hearts are restless until they rest in God, God being our ultimate home. At some point in each of our lives, maybe once we're out on our own, or when we gain our first real responsibilities, or we experience a great love, or a great loss, or a great burnout, we begin to go searching, longing, questing, exploring what the meaning of everything is. What am I doing here? What's it all for? We are meaning-seeking creatures looking for transcendence. As the pioneering astronomer Carl Sagan put it, we've crossed the solar system and sent ships to the stars, but we continue to search. We can't help it. It is in our human nature, placed deep within us, to ask questions like these and to search each of us to varying degrees for the answers. And when we can't find answers, we find ever more creative ways to keep probing the questions. This is our spiritual, spiritual life. We search and search for our deepest meaning and satisfaction and connection to others and ultimately to God, our first light and our first love. What scientists are doing literally, we here today do spiritually. These, to my mind, are not mutually exclusive pursuits, but synchronous, mutually informative and inspiring. One is literally cosmic, and one is deeply personal, and both have paradigm-shifting implications. The renowned 20th century theologian and monk, Thomas Keating, called the divine indwelling, our personal Big Bang. He suggested that all our human potential, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, is present in that initial bang of the moment we make our entrance into the human family. And all spiritual searching and prayer is a search for connection and reconnection to that divine indwelling, our oldest and first light to borrow language from the Webb Telescope's mission. If there is one message that Christmas drives home to us, it is Emmanuel, God is with us. Even when we are alone, even when we are deprived of the company of others by a health, public health crisis or by loss or by estrangement, we do not have to feel alone because God is with us. It is easy for us to lose sight of that early light that has been with us from the beginning and from each of our own beginnings. And when dark things or events or feelings obscure and make the light hard to perceive, our spiritual work is to go looking for it again. But all the while, God is within us, having indwelled us with the first light, 
the first love that moved the sun and all the other stars and brought us into the human family and gifted us with the need and longing and skills to return to that light and that love. We woke up to the news that Archbishop Desmond Tutu died this morning, a man whose life saw the darkness of hardship and worked tirelessly as a messenger of God's light. Tutu said, God is an expert at dealing with chaos, with brokenness, with all the worst that we can imagine. God created order out of chaos, order out of disorder, cosmos out of chaos, and God can do so always, can do so now, in our personal lives and in our lives as nations and globally. Indeed, God is transforming the world now through us because God loves us. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. The Webb Telescope will spend the next 20 years looking for the oldest light in the universe. We have no idea what it will find, or what, first, what that first light will tell us. But there has never been a machine better equipped for the search. Likewise, we spend our lives hurling through this cosmos, each for a brief time, and there has never been a creature better, better equipped to seek and find the light of the world, the God who is love, who makes a home within our hearts. As our opening collect says, the light of God's incarnate word has been poured upon us and is enkindled in our hearts that it may show forth in our lives. May Christmas launch us ever more deeply this year into a spiritual space where we will find our home with the first light and the first love of Emmanuel, God with us. And may the light we find there shine ever more brightly in our darkness because no darkness can overcome it. A merry cosmic Christmas to all and to all God's first light. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanaan.org.